Got a Bible, let's go to the book of Philippians, chapter number four. I'm about out of water, and my brother's been hacking and coughing and all over me, I might add. And I don't, I can kind of, yeah. So uh, we'll try to keep this short. But we've already found out a few weeks ago what Paul said there in chapter 3 of Philippians. Finally, my brethren, and then he writes two whole more chapters. So that's a preacher thing, I guess. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4 through verse number 7. I want to look today at the peace of God. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I want to read that again. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, all. All means all, and that's all that it means. Not half your understanding, all your understanding. There are times when you can be happy and joy-filled and can't even explain why. It passes our understanding, and it will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Father, Lord, I am praying, God, that every person here will be able to receive something from this today. But, Lord, for that to happen, they need to be aware. And, God, for that to happen, they shouldn't go to sleep. And for that to happen, dear God, they can't be thinking about what football game they're going to watch when they get out of here or what meal they're going to be having. God, help us, Lord, to be fine-tuned this day into what you would have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Exactly one year ago tonight, I got a phone call from my son-in-law, Charles Williams. And Charles said with a quivering voice, Mark, your mother has fell on the floor and her lips are turning blue. And we talked back and forth. I talked to Kay. I talked to... <clears throat> I got a phone call again just a few minutes later. Again from Charles. And him telling that the EMT had gotten there. And they were working on my mom. And a few moments after that, I got a phone call from Charles. And Charles says, Mark... Your mom has passed away. Kay got on the phone and said, Mark, I've done everything I could do. How, how does a person get through something like that? I'll tell you up front, I feel sorry for this is my view on it. I feel sorry for every person who is not saved. I do. I do. They are bearing a load that they was never intended to bear. 
They are shouldering things that God never intended for them to shoulder. When the Bible tells us the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Thank God for that. And every person that has any amount of life in your, in, in, in your existence and life experience, you have had to realize sooner or later that it was the presence of God that got me through what I was going through. Amen. I mean, my mom was the, the matriarch of the family. She was, and I see it more and more, she was the glue that held us together. And now... She is safe in heaven, but what a hole it has left here on earth. Because my view is everything that God has been able to do with me as far as church work goes, all I got from my dad is my love for reading and a bald head. That's it. Everything else comes from my mom. And if you don't like my abrasive personality, you probably wouldn't have liked my mom neither. <laughs> Eight to ten months ago, North Korea was launching missiles into South Korea, some of their chain of islands, and our son living in South Korea, uh, half a world away, and all you can do is, God, we place him in your hands. We don't know what else to do. It's out of my power to be able to do anything. And then you realize it's the peace of God which passes all understanding. That keeps my heart and mind. Through Christ Jesus. Last week, Gary Sessions came up to me and told me that he had heard a conversation there at Knapp's gas station. And man, the moment somebody tells me something like that, I always know it's going to be a zinger just coming right at me. I mean, for years it was up here at this Orchardville gas station or whatever this place is up here now, I don't know. And they, they was always saying different things. Ah, like one farmer told me, ah, preacher, that's a mighty big building you got there. You could put a lot of hay in that building. See, he was saying we was going to go under and somebody else would buy us out. When we had the basement over there, oh, man, that's the biggest swimming hole in town because it's all filled with water before we get a top on it. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of things. Gary said they were talking about, oh, that church, Orchardville Church. Well, I mean, that, that, they're against the environment. They tore down all them trees. <laughs> if I can make the environmental wackos unhappy, that makes my day. <laughs> that makes my day. And that, that, that Mark Shell, who does he think he is? He's been, telling them, he's been telling them people not to pay 10%, but to pay 25% in tithes. Well, that's a bald-faced lie, as my grandmother would say. That's a bald-faced lie. I'd be doing handstands and get on a pogo stick and go across this whole stage if every one of you paid your 10%. <laughs> if every one of you did that. 
And I ain't talking just to Orchardville. I'm talking to Centralia Branch and Fairfield Branch. If everybody would do their part, we ain't got no worries financially. And it would take the load off of Miss Joy Taylor, our treasurer, because then I, of all the things that I go through in this church, that's the one I hate the most. To know that Joy feels the pressure of what we need and what we need every week and what we need every month, and she's more the numbers person than I will ever be. And I know all of that wouldn't have to happen if everybody did what they know they should be doing. Thank you for all those that said amen and those that didn't say amen. You know you're not paying your tithe is what's going on. <laughs> well, I'll give when we got a special event. We got a special event going on around here. One of them's called Kids Camp. Yeah, yeah. When Gary told me that, I laughed. I laughed. You know why? Because the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I laughed when I heard that. And let me tell you what goes real well with the peace of God. The grace of God. You see it all the time in the Bible, and it's never peace and grace. It's always grace and peace. When we had our, and who else, what other preacher are you going to hear say this? When we had our murder mystery dinner theater here a few Sunday nights ago, and we was all set up with the tables and the chairs here in this room, and everybody had a great meal, and Don and Rhonda Tucker, they are, stand up, come on, stand up, come on, come on, that's right, that's right. Yeah. We put all of that on and did that to help raise money for bunk beds for the camp. And you think, well, bunk beds for the camp, how much can that be? Well, that's with us making them. They are $300 a piece, and we need 50 of them. Let me see. Let's carry that. $15,000. Just for beds. And I think we raised close to $6,000, and the Tuckers did not take one dime of it. They give everything free of charge. Yeah. But I bring all that up because that night, Lisa Stephenson is over here, part of the drama, and she is playing the keyboard, and she's got, and I hate to use this term because it sends a, a wrong connotation, but I mean, that, that's what she had. She had a tip jar. <laughs> that was, you know, part of the drama thing, and it was a big, in big letters, tip jar. And I, Grace Herman, little Grace Herman was sitting across from me, and I gave her a dollar, and I said, Grace, go put that up there in that jar. And she just marched right up there, placed it in there. And you know what I seen after that happened? A whole lot of other people took out some money and walked right up there and put it in that tip jar. Here is what I feel the Spirit of God told me when I watched that happen. Grace has led me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home.
grace led the way. And when grace led the way, others followed suit. I'm going to say it again. You've heard the song. Grace has led me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. There is great peace in that. Orchardville Church, God has led us a long way, but God not finished with us yet, and God will lead us safely home. Thank God. The Orchardville Church finances at this point in time is not what they ought to be at years end. But let me tell you, this is my comfort that I have. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and soul through Christ Jesus. Thank God. Amen. You know, Jesus didn't say, upon this rock, I'll build my social security. Upon this rock, I'll build my pension. No, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Now, Philippians 4, 7 said it's the peace of God. Here's what I thought of this week. These are the keys of Mark. I ain't giving them to anybody. If my wife asked me a little bit later on today, Mark, I need to borrow your keys. I'd say, nope. Not doing it. Because you don't ever hear me saying, oh no, where's my car keys at? And I have heard other people saying, oh no, where's my car keys at? So I don't give my keys out. These are the keys of Mark. And it is the peace of God. And yes, God is more than willing to give his peace away. And peace with God is salvation, the peace of God. That's something you can have and God will work in you and you can have in your life no matter what's going on and you can have peace that nobody else understands. You're going through something, they're thinking you ought to fall apart, but you got the peace of God right there in your life. Amen. See, if you lack that, something vital is missing. See, if you're nervous, Nelly, and falling apart at no matter what happens, the news, I'm falling apart. The clothing prices is just, oh, I just so, oh, I just, oh, the clothing. Which don't mean nothing to me because I wear the same stuff year in, year out, year in, year out. Job says, listen to this, like a steak without salt and like the white of an egg without yolk, without the yellow. Job is saying, my life is like that right now. There is no taste, there is no flavor, something is missing in my life. Isaiah 48 says, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. See, the peace of God is not found in pills. The peace of God is not found in drugs. The peace of God is not found in pornography. The peace of God is not found in alcohol. On the front page of the Wayne County Press are these words, drive through booze. And I read that and I just wanted just to pray for that person. I'd really... 
drive through booze. Going to make it that much easier for people to be intoxicated and to probably get out there on the road and kill someone. What we need is the peace of God. And God says, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Well, you know, I know a guy, and he don't love God, and he's got peace. The Bible says, there is no peace, saith God, unto the wicked. Well, my boss, my neighbor, he's got peace, and he lives like hell. The Bible says, there is no peace, saith God, unto the wicked. That's what the Bible says. And that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm believing. The prodigal son came home and said, I have sinned. The next verse says, then they threw a party. There's the divine order. They didn't throw a party and he decided, oh, well, you know, I'll, 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 I'll ask for forgiveness then. No. He asked for forgiveness first, then they threw a party for him. That's the divine order. You ask for God's forgiveness, then you'll receive the joy of God in your life. Then you'll receive peace with God and then start getting your heart and your mind fixed upon the word of God and the Lord Jesus and then God can start working peace of God in your life. I'm telling you, I major on this. Because they people call me everything. Somebody told me the other day, uh, they want to talk to you and I don't think they're happy about it. And I said, well, the line forms over here to the right. <laughs> what do I got to do? I've got to rest and rely upon the peace of God. I'm running out of time quick like. Here we go. We've went through Philippians. I've still got, I'm still not done yet, but I'm getting there. If we could have single-mindedness that Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 1, a single-mindedness in our life, then we would be willing to give more adoration to God. If we would have a submissive mind that Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 2, we would be willing to confess our sins. If we have the spiritual mind that Paul talks about in chapter 3, we would be more willing to show our thankfulness. Thanksgiving coming on, and I'm, I hate to say it, and young people, I'm not going to pick on you, but I'm, we got more now than we've ever had in the history of mankind, and people are so disgruntled and unthankful because it ain't just spoon-fed to me, and I don't like that gift, and the rest of the world would be enthralled with what you got. We have a steadfast mind of chapter 4. We can offer up our, our supplication. This is A-C-T-S, Acts, just like the book. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. We see this in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. And I ain't going to read it, but in Nehemiah, chapter 1, verse 5, there is adoration unto God. In verse 6 and 7, there is confession of his sins. In verse 8 through 10, is thankfulness of heart. In verse 11, he gets to what he's asking for, his supplication. In Daniel chapter 6, 
Every action we see to that man was an adoration. From him hearing that you could no longer pray, to him walking up the steps of his house, to him opening up the doors of his, or the window doors, to where he could go ahead and pray toward Jerusalem. Every act he done was an act of adoration. And then the Bible said Daniel confessed his sins. After that, he gave thanks to God. And after that, he made his supplication to God. A-C-T-S. You can have salt for your steak. And you can have yellow for the white in your egg. I don't want to just eat egg whites. Good night. You're kidding me. No. I want the yellow. How you want your eggs? Oh, about like my steak, medium well. Over there, some people, that yellow's got to be rock hard or else they'll, they'll, they'll get sick. <laughs> but either way, you want that yellow. You can have salt for your steak. You can have that yellow for the white of the eggs. And you can have the peace of God, which passes all understanding for your life. That will flavor up your life leave you with three things. I'm running out of time. And these three things are these. And you've heard me say this before. People ask me, as a Christian, what should I do? Here it is. Walk with God. Walk with God. How you do that? Through prayer and Bible reading and going to church. Walk with God. Number two, and, and I've, I've been preaching this off and on. We preached on Joseph here a while back. Have ill will toward none. Here's what, and in this walk with God, oh, that Pastor Mark, it looks like he's losing weight. That ain't that funny, but. <laughs> I will be in January, you watch. It happens every year. Without me fasting every year, I'd weigh 400 pounds. Because <laughs> I lose it and then I gain it throughout the rest of the year. All right, where was I going? All right. <clears throat> you walk with God. And people say, oh, that preacher, he's such a good preacher. You know what I've got to do? I've got to keep walking. You know why I know I've got to keep walking? Because tomorrow is going to be saying, I can't stand that Mark shall. You know what I got to do? I got to keep walking. 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 People pat, you know, we're, we're a weird deal because the only, only creature on the planet, you, pack, you pat somebody on the back and their head grows. But I know sooner or later, it won't be just people patting me on the back. It'll be people throwing stuff at me. Not roses, but something else. And be willing to give. Those three things. Walk with God. Have ill will toward none. And be willing to give. I think if we're willing to do that, the peace of God will start surging up within our life. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you, God, for the time that we've had here today to be able to minister your word. Thank God. Or this ain't the Reader's Digest we're talking about. This is your word. Bathed in the martyr's blood. People have 
people have lived for this, people have died for this, and God, we're thankful to be able to have a copy of your word within our hands. And Lord, I am praying, God, this day, because in a crowd this size, I'm sure that there are people that have all kinds of different problems in a crowd this size. And I'm praying, Lord God, that you would speak and knock and touch the hearts of every person here and God, maybe this is just exactly what they need, Lord. With all the myriad of troubles and turmoils and problems, Lord, they need the peace of God. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. And God, it will keep their heart and their mind through Christ Jesus, no matter what they're going through. No matter what they're going through. We thank you, God. We praise you. Well, that's how big you are and can be within our life. In Jesus' name, amen.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.